Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast where we talk about all of the weird tropes that happen in your favorite made-for-TV romances. But sometimes these tropes should die and no longer be a thing. Uh, well, Merry Christmas in July, Katie. Merry Christmas in July, Hannah. <laughs> Christmas. It's Christmas. So, you know, it's Christmas in July. Plethora of Christmas movies that exists means we are going to talk Christmas movies. Yeah. We are. We are talking about Christmas movies, but we are still on the wedding train because I can't give it up, Hannah. Um, That's fair. That's allowed. (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, we are talking about a oldish one. It's actually not as old as you think it is. I mean, it's it's not new, but it's not. I feel like 2017 is a long time ago now. (laughs) I guess it is. I guess it is. Those kids are six. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about today? All right. So today we are leaving the Hallmark world and going to Ion because why not, right? Um, we are going to be talking about a movie called Runaway Christmas Bride, which... I, I'm pretty sure you'd never heard of this movie, Katie. I I'm had correct. never heard of this movie before. No. And, and uh, nor did you deserve to. And I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, and it aired on Ion on December 9th, 2017. And this is what, I don't remember. I think this might be IMDb. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Says about this movie. Kate Paulson is standing at the altar, ready to say, I do, to the man of her dreams, Alex. No. Uh, Just as they are about to exchange vows, Alex reveals a devastating family secret. Also no. Hurt and shocked by this betrayal, Kate has no choice to leave the groom at the altar and run away. Which I... Argue she does not do. <laughs> no, we have, to, we have to talk about definitions of terms. <laughs> Needing time to heal, she finally does something for herself and heads to a ski resort for Christmas, which she was always going to do because that was where the honeymoon was scheduled. At the resort, she meets Jason, an Olympic downhill ski hopeful. They forgot the word former. Um... Just when she thought she'd never love again, Kate and Jason get to know each other and there is a mutual attraction. As things start to heat up between them, Alex and his family show up. Will Kate learn to finally make her own decisions or will she always just be the runaway Christmas bride? (laughs) And it stars, I mean, of course it stars Cindy Busby. It's an indoor girl playing it outside. Um, (laughs) And Travis Milne. Milne? Milne? Milne. Like A.A. Milne? Is that how you spell A.A. Milne? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. I guess I've never actually read the cover of Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) This is your Chameleon. (laughs) So Travis Milne. Okay. So Cindy Busby's Kate is standing at the altar in a wedding dress and is asked if she takes Alex, the man in front of her, to be her husband. Clearly uncertain, she jumps to bless someone who has sneezed, but everyone mishears it and then continues with the ceremony. Achoo, bless you, that must mean affirmation you want to marry this person. Whatever. After being pronounced husband and wife, Alex tells Kate that he married her because his grandmother gave him $2 million accessible only once he got married. Furious over being used and not imaginative in all of the possibilities of this whole situation, (laughs) um, Kate ditches everyone and runs off to her honeymoon at a ski resort alone, considering the marriage annulled. Which... You know, 
is not actually how that works, but okay. No. <laughs> At the resort, Kate goes to check in, but has left her ID and credit cards behind, and the hotel manager, Becca, is in no mood to be helpful. Luckily, there is a 19-year-old, Mike, and his friends, who agree to pay for the chalet as long as they get to crash there, too. Figuring it's the only option, Kate agrees, and that's this puts her in the cabin across from the cabin of hunky leader of the ski rescue on the mountain, Jason, played by Travis Milne. So Kate keeps seeing Jason all over the mountain, and he sees her. They're clearly attracted to one another, and you can tell by the longing stares that they give each other. While Jason is on his breaks, they hang out for some reason, skiing, having a meal, getting to know each other. But Kate isn't being completely honest. She does not tell Jason about Alex or the wedding or even who the four boys in her cabin are. <laughs> um, Jason is also not honest that he used to be with Becca, the hotel manager, and Becca clearly wants him back. When Kate gets low on money, she calls her sister to get her purse overnighted, which is how her family learns where she is, and they decide to come too. Alex and his parents also go to the resort since the reservation was made already, which is how Alex, Kate, their four parents, Kate's sister, and four random teenagers end up sharing a ski cabin. And everyone is angry at everyone else. Kate doesn't want to deal with the family drama that she caused, so runs away for the day with Jason. She's running away all the time. Do you get the theme? Do you get the theme? Do you get the tight? Anyway, um, they end up back at Jason's cabin where after talking some more and whatever, uh, Jason initiates a kiss. It is at that moment that Alex happens to be staring through Jason's window and sees. So he runs to get a drink, finding solace in Becca's company. Alex and Kate have realized that they don't really want to be married or even together, but agree to fake it until Alex can get the two million. He'll then give Kate a cut and reimburse her parents for the wedding before they officially split. But this means that Kate needs to stay away from Jason as she's still keeping him in the dark. So she goes skiing with Alex and their dads. On the mountain, the dads are measuring dick size metaphorically, <laughs> but maybe not, um, decide that they can beat each other down the triple black diamond. Alex is not really a skier, which is one of the many reasons his dad doesn't love him <laughs> and is left behind, though Becca finds him and they go get drinks. So I'm not going to ski. I'm going to go get drunk with Becca. But the others, the dads and Kate, are halfway down the mountain, are caught in an avalanche. Never mind that this is the most dangerous place to ski and that's enough conflict, but there's an avalanche as well. Oh, my God. The dads manage to get, the, get to the trees and are safe, but Kate is buried. Jason rushes to find her. When he does, he takes her out. <laughs> and when she passes out, gets her to the infirmary. It is in the infirmary that everything comes out. First, Kate's parents catch Kate and Jason kissing. Then Becca finds them and accuses Jason of cheating on her with the runaway bride. Jason feels betrayed and that Kate was using him as a rebound, while Kate is also hurt that, she, that he didn't tell her about Becca. Plus, her family isn't leaving her alone, and that's all she was trying to do by coming to the resort in the first place. That resort that everyone knew I was going to because it's her honeymoon place, whatever. But nobody <laughs> knew I was going to. Anywho. Kate tries to talk to Jason in order to tell him she loves him back, but he is not willing to hear it. While she goes to drown her sorrows alone, he gets called back to the mountain to rescue someone else on the trail he won't ski. Worried, Kate rushes out to find him helping Mike, one of her, you know, boys in the chalet. He's down the mountain, but Jason's old skiing injury flares up and he crumples to the ground. So now there are two people on the mountain who need help, and Kate is yelling at Jason that they should be together, and it's not helpful. <laughs> While waiting outside the infirmary, 
Kate is approached by Alex. He thanks her for everything, gives her the money, and leaves with his parents and Becca, who is with him now. Because that happened. Yeah. Somewhat baffled that this worked out okay, Kate takes it and says goodbye. But when she goes to check on Jason, she is not allowed in the infirmary, as he does not want to see her. Heartbroken, she heads back to her cabin. Wah, wah. In the morning, Jason send her, sends her a note that is in a Christmas card telling her that it's over. <laughs> but Santa, yes, because Santa is in this movie, tells Kate that she just has to be pushy and make Jason listen to her and believe that she loves him. So she rushes in Santa's sleigh to the helipad where Jason and Mike are being medevaced. She proclaims her love again and again and is rebuffed by Jason. I rebuff you. Oh, I court you. I rebuff you. But Mike decides he's going to wingman Kate and is also telling Jason to give her another chance. Agreeing, Jason and Kate kiss. And since this time, uh, th- since this seems to be kiss four and one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. We're back at the church where Kate is marrying Jason this time. And she only pretends to run away from him for a minute. <laughs> so funny. Whew. Oh, my God. And <laughs> listeners, I seriously don't even know where to begin because this is seriously the longest list of what the fucks that I've ever written <laughs> in the history and of I this think podcast. You should start. Let, okay, my first note. Well, my first note is this says it's PG thirteen. Really? <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> so my first note is they do the runaway thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, they, so the okay, so Runaway Bride. Uh, we've seen that movie with Julia Roberts and whatever. And so this usually means that someone's walking down the aisle and then runs away. Like we don't even get to the ceremony part. And in Runaway Bride, in this kind of way is she's at we like we said she's at the altar she says she doesn't say i do but they ends up getting married and then she runs away and so everyone's like waiting for her outside of the church and the groom is standing there waiting for her to enter for some reason and they're like where'd she go where'd she go she ran away at that point i say that's runaway wife (laughs) (laughs) and not a runaway bride like you're running at the wrong time sweetheart right well i mean there's the whole thing about like what her name is, the annulment. Are they, I mean, they must be legally married. I don't think legal marriage works in Hallmark movies. Like the wedding wedding is the only thing. You don't have to sign paperwork. Like, (laughs) Right. I mean, of course that's true. But, you know, like she wants an annulment for this marriage that didn't happen, but did happen. Because also the, uh, I guess, start off with, I think the, like, bless you is very clear. So clear. Like, so clear. <laughs> like, it's, she's not looking at him. She looks out at the peop- at the church people who are sneezing. The, like, what collective mishearing? Like, what is wrong with you people? Um, and, and after watching her just go, like, um, 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 before. <laughs> it's like, she yeah. don't want this, kids. Like. It's clear. No. no. And so then, so she does, she doesn't want it. She says, bless. They're like, you said yes. Like, no, I said bless. And no, I just said bless you too. I didn't just say (laughs) anyway. I said, bless you. Um, I'm not going to say yes, you, when becoming a bride. Um, Man, missed opportunity. Now I wish I could have done that at my own wedding. Um, But... When, she, when he says, okay, I have this $2 million check my grandmother wrote me. And this really like not like – I feel like a $2 million check should be a little bit more triumphant or like a, like a money order rather than like a handwritten check you put in a birthday card. <laughs> but I have a note that says, that was a real check? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> that is not how you should give anyone $2 million. Right? That is, yeah. I uh, – I completely agree. And then she rips it up and then he's like, I taped it back together. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but the fact your first your first instinct would be like, you had to get married to get this $2 million. You used me. And I'm like, 
what about this wedding felt fake to you this whole time? I mean, maybe you didn't want to, maybe you were having doubts, but you both agreed to get married. <laughs> and like, also that's $2 million at that point. I'm like, okay, let's get married. But like the whole, there's this whole weird prenup that they allude to, which is the only reason that maybe Sheik would be upset is we don't know what weird means in this context, but she mentions it a couple times. You had me sign that weird prenup. I don't know. Um, yeah. So maybe that's it, but still, like, $2 million, man. Uh, right. Just, like, even if there is a weird prenup, then be like, okay, I didn't know about this weird prenup. I'm not signing divorce papers until you sign yeah. something else. Why would she assume immediately that it was something negative? I don't know. Because also, like, you got the impression by the end of it that they, like, were sort of, it was sort of that situation. It was, like, friends who, like, were, like, maybe we'll try dating. Yeah. You know, and then it, it kind of got too far. But, like, they do like each other. Yeah. As people. He's not a jerk. <laughs> right. He's not a jerk at all. It's very strange. Yeah. Technical note, this movie is full of close-ups. I, I like have this- that, too. Dear listeners, I don't even know why this bothered me so much, but maybe it's because I couldn't see anything in the movie because everybody is so close up the entire time. Yeah. I think it's to hide that they don't really have a location. Well, so I guess that also brings up like we should talk about the green screen of this movie. Oh, my God. Which is – I mean, I think this movie was made for $2. (laughs) I want my $2. Like, it's so, so low budget. It's sucking. <laughs> yeah, there, so there's a lot of green screen. Every time they show the hotel, like, it's a fake sunset or sunrise. It looks like it's the same shot, too. Yeah. It's it's like a still. <laughs> of a really fake painting, but it's a real thing. And, and every time you see their ski goggles, they look, like, smudged out because they think they had to take the camera out of the ski goggles. <laughs> Yeah, and like wow. there are some like when they're when you see like the avalanche is special. <laughs> okay, that okay. Let's talk about that for just a second because there's okay. So this f- three diamond thing is called Heartbreak Ridge, and or something like that. Yes, Heartbreak Ridge, and they've spent the entire movie about like Heartbreak Ridge is really tough. I'm a professional skier. I don't do Heartbreak Ridge. I don't do Heartbreak Ridge. They even cheers to Heartbreak Ridge at some point in the movie like when they're drinking they're like to Heartbreak Ridge and I'm like why you didn't do it you're never gone there but then they totally dilute the fact they've been building up to this really dangerous ski thing by having an avalanche on top of it like yeah like I got the impression that we were supposed to think that maybe like his ski injury that made it so he could not go to the Olympics was on Heartbreak Ridge? Was I supposed to think that? I don't know. Maybe, but they talk about it so much. It's like, you know, alluding to the gun, alluding to the gun, alluding to the gun, and then the your your killer has a gun, but then a bomb goes off. It's yeah, like yeah. that's what this felt like. I'm like, wait, that come out of nowhere <laughs> for me. Right. Also, like if if an avalanche is potentially that threatening. You know, like it, like they track these things. They wouldn't allow you on the mountain. There's a whole Hallmark Hallmark movie. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about for a second the way Cindy Busby looks when they find her? (laughs) So she's like buried in the snow. She's on her back. She's like a, like legs and skis akimbo. Like just like it looks comical and her mouth is open. And she's, and she's got snow in her mouth. It's it's like And <laughs> also, can I just point out her skis are off and stuck in the snow. <laughs> oh god, I didn't forget that. Like you know, like she took them off because the way the skis and her feet are Something is broken if they are together. <laughs> yeah. It, like, that was comically bad. And then she's all like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And then she's like, 
she says something like, you know, a person with a concussion has, or like, you know, where are we supposed to go? What did we get there? And then she falls and like passes out. And then when we get to the infirmary, they're like, we need to medevac you out of here because you might have a, you, you, pretty, you probably have a concussion. She goes, I don't have a concussion. Nothing hurts. Nothing got hit. And they were like, we're pretty sure you have a concussion. She's like, guys, I didn't hit my head. And we're like, after all of that, you didn't hit your head and you were talking like a crazy person and you passed out. Come on. This was the most Cindy Busby thing that I've ever seen because she's so pushy. <laughs> well, but also, I mean, she she did hit her head because she fell down. Like, like yeah. that, she did. Also, I, I've never had a concussion. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's not the kind of injury that you're like able to, you know, it's not like a broken leg where you're like, Oh, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm pretty I know sure, you broke your I'm, leg. No. <laughs> like I I'm didn't. pretty sure it's not like something that you can just like tell. Or maybe maybe a better example is like um, you know, like or you know, like it's sort of like a a disease or something where you you do actually have to check for it. Yeah. Like, because you as a human being can't tell the difference between, like, bad headache and concussion. Sure. (laughs) Because you have a brain injury and you're not thinking straight. Like, let the medical professionals do their – speaking of concussions, so Heartbreak Bridge is, like, this whole long, like, you know, the big thing. But the only – like, the people who who get injured on it tend to really only have concussions or sprained ankles. Um, Yeah. Can we we talk about the man who falls off (laughs) – the cliff <laughs> there is a man this you see some footage i don't know how they got this footage probably stock footage of a man who like falls off a cliff like hits his like hits his body on a rock oh this man is dead there's i'm sorry this man has died he no. has fallen like 20 to 30 feet onto rocks while skiing he has died <laughs> And can we talk about while this is happening, Cindy Busby is looking on like in a ah, dreamlike expression because Mike is going to save that poor human. Oh, isn't he heroic? Look at the tragedy. <laughs> it's so bananas. Also, the the number of people who get hurt at this resort is Staggering. Well, they have to have like, things to do. And sometimes people get hurt just so they can be rescued by or yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Jason. 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 I was start, call, starting to call him Mike. I'm like, Mike is a can we talk about Mike for a second? Mike Mike is the Mike is the boy with the with the with the right. friends in the chalet. Can so I just want to describe this to you because this is the most confusing character that I've ever scene because he kind of looks like a you know hipster young millennial kid who's probably like you know trying to backpack with his rich friends but they're also kind of hippies but they're also kind of nerds but they're also kind of frat boys yeah they're hippie frat boys was how i would describe them because they have a fucking drum circle that and they're meditating on a ski vacation in the hot tub trying to meet girls yeah (laughs) i didn't understand them and none of them speak except for mike because they didn't want to pay yeah pretty much (laughs) but yeah like they that whole that whole thing was confusing to me Uh, well so what really confused me was the whole room situation so like she has this like wedding chalet or honeymoon chalet whatever it is has been booked for their for the honeymoon of Alex and her whatever her name is <laughs> Kate, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> cannot keep anybody straight and that's what we um and it seems like it's like it, like it's a full house like I'm sure it's not that big but it's got a hot tub it's got two floors you know like sure and they say she can't get in because she can't prove that she is Kate. That's, right. that's why they will not give her the room and she doesn't have her credit card. Um, so, first of all, 
Would they have given her the room if she did have a credit card? Because she booked it under her married name. And I assume her credit cards are not yet in her married name and her ID. Right. Like, so it's very possible that she was always out of luck on, in this situation. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So Mike steps in to be like, we'll pay for it if you let us stay there. And like, you can have my credit card and IDs because we're on the wait list. I didn't know there were wait lists for. I didn't know there was wait were wait lists. But if the issue is that they do not believe that she is the person who booked the room, why would they give them the room with somebody else's info? Aren't they now all on the wait list? I have what is no... happening? Well, this whole booking room situation really like made my head spin because once the parents show up, there's this whole like argument about like how Alex's dad paid for the room. And then then Becca's like actually Kate's dad paid for the room. No, no, she says actually Mike paid for the room. Oh, okay. That's where yeah. I got confused. Yeah. No, um, she, she she does say, like, no, you didn't pay for the room. You just booked it. Yeah. Which, okay. like, fine. But, like, but then on top of that, so she she's like, well, you can all stay in that room or that, that cabin. We'll bring in cots. But she did not offer cots, and it did not seem like they were available for Mike and his friends no. because they are all sleeping on one couch. I feel like they're squatters. I feel like I yeah, because like when Mike real... initially offers to pay, he does not say that there are friends with him. No, he doesn't. But then <laughs> then there are but there are those like four other people or whatever. They're all they're like sleeping in like chairs and couches. Only like the parents have the cot, so you get the impression that maybe there are two bedrooms in this. Mm. Because I think Alex is in one and Kate's in one. And they're definitely not in the same one. But also, I don't know where the sister is. That is missing. Um, yeah. But, like, why why wouldn't the kids get one of the bedrooms then, at the very least? Like, cool like it's so couches. baffling. This whole movie is just so crazy making. I don't understand. Okay. So, for a second... I, I want to like fast forward because I'm going like through my notes and okay. I, I feel like I don't want this to be like an 8 million year long episode. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, so um, uh, Mike has his concussion. Alex's leg has flared up. Kate comes over and, and like does her Kate thing. And it's like, oh my God, why do you have to be a hero? Oh my God, I love you. Why won't you say I love you? I will love you so much. And then later in the movie, he's like, you saved our lives. I'm like, what did she do? She went over, yelled at you, and then other people showed up. Yeah, agreed. She did not save their lives. I mean, also about that part, the the other rescue worker, rescue ski patrol guy, like, so, because... Jason has come to save Mike and hurts himself in the process. So his friend, rescue worker number two, comes over and helps Jason, leaving Mike with Kate. (laughs) (laughs) They have their priorities straight. (laughs) They're wrong. The the priorities are straight up bad. There was a there was a lot of really dumb things about this movie that like like the fact that he could get like what was it two hundred thousand dollars in cash by the next day. I don't understand how long she was actually gone. And then she gives her parents all of the money, and I'm like, that's just dumb girl. Take some of it and invest it, you know? <laughs> right. But also, like, there are so many strange choices, like. First of all, she so she runs to where they're having their honeymoon, but nobody thinks that's where she would go. I have that same note. They're like, where could she possibly be? Maybe the place she was expected. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, like she had a reservation. Like that. That's. I mean, it made, and and it, not only that, but it was like the place that she had lobbied to have the honeymoon. Right. Like so. That that then. At some point, like when Alex and his parents show up, they make some sort of reference to like, well, we paid for it. So we were always going to come almost like they were going to come on the honeymoon. Yes. 
he said like we want we we paid for the suite um but because we wanted a christmas without these weirdos and then like a couple lines later yeah. he's like well we wanted christmas with the family right and, like, like so it- then like then you always intended them all together like what yeah it like didn't make any sense and then alex's dad is a f- just like a true asshole and like truly is like i don't love my son because he's not manly enough or something and like whatever for let's mm, three quarters of this movie and then in one half ass like let's have a beer scene everything's cool everything is cool he all let the dad also is like um you're trying to steal my mother's money and i was like your mama is dead and she wrote that check before right, <laughs> right. you're trying to steal my mother's money from like and he says it so sincerely when we've already been told he's been stealing alex's inheritance oh my god this movie is just like so bizarre (laughs) there's so many layers there's so many layers um also uh okay (laughs) um so the the medevac helicopter pad is like a mile from things Thank you. I understand <laughs> that a helicopter needs space and they, it should be clear of obstructions. But if it's that far away, and how and how do they get the wheelchair up there? Because Mike is waiting in a wheelchair, but there's literally like just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have to get medevac to the the helipad? Right. Like, and 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 also, where are Mike's people? He has friends. We've been shown his friends. He gets hurt and they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> Shit got too real. And they picked up that girl. So now they're all like, <laughs> I don't know, put it two and two together. Three guys and one hot chick. Like, that sounds like a porn video to me. <laughs> and a hot tub. And then I, okay. the last, before, before I, I don't even know if I can talk about Santa in this movie. It might be too hard. I think so. Um. The they cut this movie like I'm not supposed to have a memory or eyeballs. Yeah. Because they cut it in such a way where I'm like, huh, interesting. She was wearing that outfit yesterday. Oh, wait. No, I'm not supposed to like it was just like, what if we put this scene here and this scene here? And like it was bananas. There was that one. There was that one moment where it's like obviously nighttime, and then uh, Mike. Oh no, sorry, keep calling him Mike. The, then Jason comes up to Kate because she's sad about her parents, and it's definitely nighttime. He's like, "Hey, want to get out of here? Want to do something fun?" And she's like, "Yeah," and they go tubing in the daylight <laughs> on the slopes. Yeah, right. It's just like there. There is no rhyme or reason, but like I really noticed it with the clothes for whatever mm. reason because they would have like. You know, like they have drinks and they cut it as if they have drinks like four or five times, but she's always wearing the same outfit. So funny. <laughs> I guess I never notice the costumes unless they're like awesome or awful. No, I hated these costumes. That's I, I why. Did, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. There was a lot of fun with drinking, I think, in this in this but there was a lot of drinks. Maybe that's why it's PG thirteen. <laughs> there was drinking but my last thing that i want to say was there was this one moment that was super stupid when when alex and is first meeting um uh becca for the first time and he's like i'm sad blah blah blah. is there a bar around here and she's like well i I, my shift is almost done her shift is almost always almost done she Um, is the worst manager of a hotel i've ever seen she hates people she does, and she's just never working. So she's behind the concierge desk, and she goes, maybe you can join me for a glass of wine. And then next to her at the desk picks up two empty glasses of wine as an invitation, like they're maracas. I was like, so you just had two empty wine glasses next to you at your manager desk? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, like, she is – oh, God, she – I mean, it's sad because I I kind of like that actress. She shows up in Hallmark for a amount. Fiona Vroom. She's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, she was so unlikable because like I didn't know why I didn't know why she wanted to be with Jason because it seemed like they had a bad relationship. Yeah. 
he wants to get with everybody who she seems to think has money. Like, you think she's going after Alex for his money, but maybe not? I don't. I don't know. Maybe they have a connection. But then also, like, she is, she really is, like, you know, for, for someone whose job is essentially customer service to a point, like, her solution to everything is, I can't help you. And sometimes that is a legitimate thing is I can't help you, but you should sure, but like, but she does it in a very rude way as opposed to like, you know, with like, you know, she doesn't say like, there's a resort up the hill. I can check in there if there's rooms, you know, nothing. Right. And that's just like, fuck off. <laughs> that awful moment when at the beginning, when Kate is like, I want to speak to your manager. And she's like, oh, yeah, one second. And she turns around. She's like, hi, I'm the manager because it says so on my name tag that you've been staring at for the last five minutes. <laughs> Becca, manager. Fuck you. <laughs> we should get into some Hallmark Hallmarks before we just act out this movie as, as puppets. <laughs> All right. I actually didn't have as many Hallmark comics as you would think. I just yeah. like kind of lost my mind. <laughs> um, that's all. Um, so my first one is there is a magic Santa man. That yes. I think. Why is there a sleigh if there is not a fake Santa? It's a real Santa, but I think only Cindy Busby can see him. She, it's Cindy Busby can always can is the only one who sees him. He's creepy. He knows her name without her telling. Um, and I feel like it's the only thing about like at first I said the only thing about this movie that makes it Christmas is they have so many Christmas decorations and the music. Otherwise, this is not a Christmas movie. And then Santa <laughs> showed up. Yeah, it's you like you're like kind of like okay, I know where this movie goes, and then. It's really Santa. And you're like, what the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> uh, but before that, before the Santa, I have jumping to conclusions in that she jumped to the conclusions that the marriage and the prenup was a bad thing. And she assumed the worst without actually communicating. Um, they have en- empty coffee cups. Yep. Hanging out with someone like a ski instructor for no real reason at all. Um. This movie was clearly filmed in summer. <laughs> uh, yes. They used to be a big shot before they had an injury. <laughs> she was engaged once. Yeah. We have an interrupted kiss. Um, this is a less seen version, but the rival redhead. Oh, yeah. Very cool. We have cookie bo- cookie baking that is mixed in with product placement because it's very very clearly m&ms yes yes <laughs> um deception on from everybody i guess oh my god <laughs> the x shows up later and sort of fake dating yeah i guess between he, her and alex yeah that's actually a really like. good point she tries to tell him the truth but truth gets interrupted <laughs> Um, we have a distinguishable Canadian accent. I'm sorry? I'm sorry? <laughs> um, really bad hiding spots. Um, at one point, uh, Kate and her sister are hiding not even behind a Christmas tree to spy on <laughs> Alex and Becca. Yeah, they're like way out in the open. Uh, we have one year later. Yes, the very next Christmas. Um, this goes into your like some film in summer though, but we have CGI snow um, mm-hmm. for sure. And that was yeah. my last one. All right, cool. Uh, pretty Parade. I have one and I hate it. Okay. Cindy Busby's skin is flawless and radiant and I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like she has like the perfect skin and I and I want to smack her. Okay, that's fair. That's what I had. Um I have a few things to say okay. <laughs> in this section. I'm happy. Um so, I will give it credit for reusing some coats. She only has two that I found. Um so good on them. Um 
I feel like this was a little early in its origin, but she has an ear warmer sparkle donut. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really know why you need rhinestones on your ear warmers. Because but, it's cute. It doesn't like a little spackle. <laughs> and then the thing that I cannot handle about this movie and how much I hated these costumes is she wears this outfit and I, she probably only wore it once, but it's cut like she wears it every other day. So it's a green puffer vest with like a, like a picture on the back, which problems. What are you? 12? Like off white, like waffle under long underwear shirt thing. Yeah. 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 With lace sleeves that are so long that they cover her hands. Why did I not pay attention to any of this? I think I was just averting my eyes from all of the awfulness. Like, do you, like, I remember being, I want to say, you know, 12, 13, where I would wear shirts where, like, I would want the sleeves to cover my hands. But that was, like, early like it's an early aughts look. Very early aughts, late nineties. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like thinking about it now, I'm like, they just made life harder. <laughs> like, why? Why were we doing this? <laughs> Very true. I remember that look distinctly. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna add in one anti pretty parade, but it's sort of a, a hallmark hallmark at the same time, just because I meant to write it. Is that lobby? Has probably twenty Christmas trees. <laughs> so many Christmas trees, and they're all different they, kinds. They use them. They use them sort of like to like, because I, like, I feel like the room that they used is actually like just one big like open one space, room. and yeah. they used them as walls. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. This the whole set was probably a labyrinth of Christmas trees. <laughs> They just filmed in various corners, which is why there are so many close-ups. So we yeah. can't tell. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, across the universe. Across the universe. Um, my my just my just says ah the Cindy Busby we know and love the aggrieved spoiled rich girl. <laughs> Oh my God, there was this line that I hated and I, I had it in my notes and I feel like this is the place to put it. But she's just like, you know, my dad was an avid skier and Jason says, was? And you're expecting her to go, yeah, he died. I'm like, oh, the guy is our stepdad? No. She goes, yeah, he was. But then like the business went bad and we just couldn't afford to go anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, like it, it, she... This this is the closest for me to um, her Elizabeth in Unleashing Mr. Darcy, because I feel like it's the same like she's not actually a rich girl, but she kind of she carries herself like a rich sure, girl. Yeah. And she is aggrieved and she hates everyone and everyone is out to get her. Everyone is out to get her. <laughs> you know, and we've we've talked about how this is. The hardcore indoor girl is pretending to be an outside girl. Yes. Which she, she's just not. No, it's pretty funny that she's always in those movies, though. Um, and then the other one I had was money comes to someone only after they get married. So they marry the quote unquote wrong woman, just like in Cinderella Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for remembering what movie it was. I'm like, there's another one we did that had the yeah. same caveat or whatever. Yeah. My across the universe is just across my universe because the main character's name is Kate and her sister is Jess. And that is, I am a Kate and my sister is Jess. So oh, <laughs> I thought it was cute. cute. Yeah. Did you have any new and noteworthy? Sure, no. Okay, me either. What about supporting shout out? Those Christmas trees in the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> they worked the hardest in this movie, I think. Uh, mine were the 19 year olds because I wanted to know what their story was because they baffled me so much. But I also was like, maybe like, I feel like of all the people in this movie, you're the ones I want to be friends with. Yes. 
<laughs> are you spiritually enlightened? Or are you just high or drunk or all? I don't know, but <laughs> but if even if it is you're just drunk and high, like I want what you've got. Like yes. like sure, you know, if I'm stuck in the ski resort with these people, I also want all the drugs. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to forget for a moment that we're women in our mid-30s and we want to hang out with these 19-year-old boys, but it would not be like that. We just want your drugs. (laughs) (laughs) We just want your drugs. Just let me sit in your hot tub high as a fucking kite. You can do whatever you want. Watching Netflix with my book. (laughs) All right. So we have a lot of kisses in this movie for Kiss Meter. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that none of these kisses clocked above a five. Nope. um, For me. Me either. Um, so the first kiss, um, uh, I gave a one. Okay. Because I, they're, I don't, I'm not convinced they are actually even touching their faces together because it's kind of over his shoulder. And then we talk about the dialogue being awful. He says, she goes, some, she says something about magic and he goes, Shazam. And then puts his face towards her and I threw up. <laughs> I'm going to just read you word for word what I wrote for this kiss. Okay. Because I feel like you will appreciate it. Okay. This gets no rating. <laughs> this is just a no. It starts with the, shaz- the Shazam line. Nope. And then it's just his head covering her face. Plus, Alex is watching through the window. <laughs> it's uh, Yes. This kiss is annulled, just like their marriage. A veto. I don't want it. Stop. Give it. I'll get it away. Oh, my God. <laughs> so kiss number two, um, I don't remember where it was I because I couldn't be bothered. I just put kiss number two, slightly better. Three. Three. Also covered. Very short. Stupid. Perfect. <laughs> kiss number three is a concussion kiss. I think I gave it a four just because it looked like they were actually kissing, but also everything about it was terrible. So I really don't think I should rate it. Yeah, I, I think this is the, um, yeah, this is definitely the like concussion kiss. This one I gave a five and I said, at least it's emotionally deserved question mark. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I gave the kiss at the helipad a five. I said because it's not a bad kiss, but the stuff around it is very wacky, especially the line where he's like, do you want to go on a date? And she goes, you're going to be in surgery. <laughs> I See, I gave it a three because I said it was weird and it was closed lipped and I kind of felt like he was bullied into it. Yes. Yes, he really was. And I, like, I we didn't... need our happy ever after, damn it. Right. He, I felt like everybody was just like, give her a chance. And he was like, no. And he was like, give her a chance. Come on. Give her a chance. Give her a chance. Come on. Come on. Kiss her. Kiss her. You know, like it was. Mm. No, no I, I completely agree. He's like, how many times do I have to say no? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, I know oh the God. answer, but would you watch this? So, Hannah. <laughs> When when we watch it, okay, obviously don't do this, but if you are with a group of friends where you like to yell shit in MST3K, like, movies, and, like, you make fun of them while you watch it, this is the movie for you because there's a lot of screamable moments. I think this was a fun bad watch, even though my brain is now butter. (laughs) How about you, Hannah? I think that's that's fair. This is a movie that you – should not watch alone. Don't no. don't do that. That's the very bad plan. Um take it from us. We're like losing our minds and we watched it knowing we were going to talk about it later and, and we're still like <laughs> completely you know like scarred. Yeah. Um <laughs> and traumatized. Um I I yeah, if you if you're watching us with friends with like a bottle of wine or a few a box. Or a few. Yeah, like, box. you can. I, you know, it's it's very bad. It's not enjoyable bad, but c- I, I can see having a fun time yelling at it. Yes. But yes. yeah, don't, don't, don't do this to yourself unless you know exactly that that's what you're looking to do. Yeah. Yes. This, this was not up there with, what was the Snow White one? That, that was fun bad. Oh, well, what, 
We like just did that like not that long ago. At this past Christmas. Uh, no, wait, yeah. Christmas. No, oh my god. Okay. Yeah, that one is a fun watch. That's a fun bad. This is not a f- as fun of a bad. No. <laughs> the, I mean, genuinely the quality is not as good. No. In in any capacity. Like not a, like the sets, costumes, acting. Like I don't feel like these people like this this definitely felt like everybody except maybe for Mike. It was like, fuck, I need a paycheck and showed up. Yeah. Um, so. I agree. What a, what a, what a ride. Yeah, what a heartbreak ridge here. Yeah. And we didn't even get into the fact that everything on this mountain is named about love in some ways, which is yeah. really weird. I agree. Lover's Lane. And yeah. that's the only I remember. Yeah. Blech. All right. Well, Merry Christmas in July. Merry we'll be Christmas back in at July. you with another wedding themed Christmas in July next time. Uh, so thanks everybody. We will talk to you soon. Um, we will be uh live tweeting at least one of these Christmas in July movies from this year. I think we've at least we one might, Yeah, I think I think the one that like is this week we should be live tweeting. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter, or Instagram, Facebook. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. And if you want to email us at all, uh, email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And before I forget, um, if you're listening to this around uh, when it's dropping, yesterday uh our we had an episode with uh the hallmarkies pod about all of the june weddings movies so you can hear all of our takes on those yes follow hallmarkies podcast they are great all right we'll see you guys soon bye-bye Bless you. See how clear that was? See? <laughs> <laughs>